challenge me with trickery? I don't believe in podcasts. This is episode 15 of Insert Credit. I'm your host, Alex Identity Crisis Jaffe, and joining me this week are three individuals who love video games just enough to hate them. Yes! Brandon Breffield. Oh no, yes. Tim Todgers. Yeah. And sitting in for Frank this week, episode 6 returnee, Christian Crutt. Hi there. <laughs> what you've been doing with those words? Yeah, you made the names all mixed up. That was pretty good. So it, you've been starting off these podcasts with uh, clips from audio atrocities. That's that's a pretty fun way to do things. I think. I, like, I think it is too. I like the audio atrocities. I actually had never played that game, uh, Evil Zone. Is that Evil Zone? Yes. Uh, or the or the more memorable Japanese title Eretz Vaju. Eretz Vaju. Yeah, I actually never looked up anything on the actual game. Uh, I actually believe that quotes from Dynasty Warriors Three. I think it is actually, but I'm thinking of uh, that game because there's one of there's a lot of those on the audio atrocities as well. But, is a, is a really good. so I, I'd actually never seen. I'd never like looked it up until just the other day and then I realized oh I played this game and that's the end of the story I played it in the 90s I haven't played it since it, uh, it was kind of along the same time as Psychic Force when like a game design was like let's take a stock character from all the different anime that's popular right now and, and make a fighting game out of that that's got weird gameplay it was one of those battle arena Toshinden likes yeah it was, it was a little bit different like gameplay wise though I can't really remember how I seem to remember that it had larger arenas there's another it's like sort of randomly contemporaneous also with Distrega if you want to talk about weird I remember PlayStation 1 fighting games as opposed to today where the idea is let's take video games people like and turn that into a fighting game well you know or let's make video games let's take video games people like and just uh, make a god darn video game well, let's take video yeah. yeah. Let's make a video game out of all these video games. Let's just it's flop them all together. Companies now is the thing. It's not just games anymore. It's Sony the fighting game. Nintendo the fighting game. I feel well, like we were, I feel like we talked about Ukes games last podcast too, didn't we? We talked about Ukes a little bit y- before. Ukes just keeps on coming up with their amazing stuff that they do and their fantastic video games that they make. Duke's is going to have serious problems when THQ goes out of business, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that That's one of those things <coughs> happening, isn't it? It seems to be. Yeah, nobody wants the thick anymore. True story, until about a month ago, I had no idea THQ stood for Toy Headquarters. Oh, you yeah. know that? No. Oh, man, I, I remember that. It used to be on like their advertisements back in, uh, like... Uh, Home Alone for NES days. Yeah, yeah, back in those days, to be like, THQ, the toy headquarters. I was like, oh, there you go. Did they ever do non-digital toys? I, I think they did. I think they meant they were gonna. But I think they might have done. I, I read something about this somewhat recently, but I can't now recall exactly. But they, uh, there, there's something in my head sticking that they did more moves in that direction than I thought, which were zero, you know, so... Like let's uh, maybe they made like wrestling action figures. So THQ could be the first company to feature characters in both the Toy Story franchise and the budding Wreck It Ralph franchise. Interesting. Um, I'm looking here, and and it apparently was a toy manufacturer. 
uh, back in 1990, founded in 1990. But uh, but the Wikipedia article here has nothing about what toys they may have actually made. So they figured video games, those are toys. Those are easy enough. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like LJN, right? Well, yeah. Which, what? LJN, yeah. They, they were a toy manufacturer. Yeah, I think it went the other way with LJN. I think what happened is Acclaim bought LJN so they could have five more NES games. You know, yeah, yeah, because the, the, back in the Nintendo seal of approval days. Really, how was how was Acclaim getting any seals of approval? Like, really? How were they getting that? I, I think someone was... Pay- Someone was paying off that seal with some real nice fishies. Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, these days, they're still... I mean, Sony still has that, essentially, that thing going. They don't have a seal of approval, but they still have product evaluation. Yeah. And, uh, they still enforce those things, and they still, uh, to my assumption, stop good games from coming out in America or whatever. Yeah, like uh, Deadly Premonition is. That's why it's not on, uh, on the PlayStation, because uh, Sony rejected it once, and once you reject it once, that's it. Hey, do you think Nintendo? Do you think Nintendo would bring back the seal of approval for a Heidi Klum game? It's actually still on the game. It's, <laughs> the seal of quality is still on there. They, it, yeah, it's, but it's become it's on the back of, now, and it's small. it's become more of like a logo now, though, hasn't it? It's like, it doesn't have a paragraph about how awesome the game is, like it used to printed in it. It's just a small oval seal, and it's still on the back of the games. It's but, like. It, but it's like I think it's more like just this is something that our fans expect us to have on here. So I think it, it, these days I think it has more to do with like this is not a bootleg copy of this game, you know, post like GBA DS era, like you know R four and whatnot. Yeah, because all the bootleg copies of the game don't even have boxes, if you know what I mean. Have you ever played one of those bootleg Pokemon games that are just like Pokemon Opal? It's the the or, like, my thing. favorite is. Nur- the Naranja version I've seen. You know, it's, uh, it's Spanish for orange. Spanish for orange. Uh, <laughs> I thought it's, it's, it's a ROM hack, but I've seen. I saw a real, like you know, quote unquote, real, like boxed copy of it in Thailand. Yeah, I'm my, all for I, Pokemon named after fruit. I want Pokemon banana and Pokemon apple. My, Pokemon apple and Pokemon orange. <laughs> my Israeli cousins, they haven't ever played a real Pokemon. They think those bootlegs are just Pokemon. Well. So the people without people who haven't had the finer experience would probably not really know, especially because the audience for Pokemon is, is even bootleg Pokemon is what like five year olds kind of anyway. It's like you don't know what's good when you're five years old. Anyway, this is the insert credit podcast. The purpose, oh, yeah. which is I throw a bunch of questions at you. I came up with or a listener came up with, and you've got to answer them, having never heard them before. They get six minutes each to answer them, and once we hit that point, I'll play a sound effect which indicates we have to go on no matter what. Here is question number one. Let's do it. Think of a popular video game from the past six years that you really dislike, and say something nice about it. Uh, Bioshock has a really, really good atmosphere, and uh, it does a lot of atmospheric visual storytelling. Like, when you first get in to the dock of the underwater city, there's suitcases just kind of thrown around on the dock. It looks like a whole bunch of people were trying to leave. And uh, it just piles those things on. Uh, I mean, it gets really ham-handed about it later. But, uh, yeah, I think that's really cool about Bioshock. Well, you just cut right to it because in parentheses here, I just have say something nice about Bioshock. Nice. 
Because you know I don't like Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, who likes Bioshock here at the insert credit sort of uh, Pilates? Oh, I do. Oh, really? Brandon, yeah, Brandon, yeah, like Brandon just uh, isn't very smart. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like Bioshock. It's got fantastic visual design and uh, audio design especially. Oh, it's maybe, got... maybe you like Bioshock because the big daddy's giant heads remind you of Bonk? Nice. Mm. They're not nice. they're not really big in the same way. Brandon likes Bioshock because uh he likes going to like the dentist chair in a game and then opening the drawer and it's full of shotgun shells. It's true, I do like that. <laughs> he I likes like that he really likes that. He also prefers Unreal Engine two to Unreal Engine three. Fact. Well I, I don't think that, that is a is a thing that that last point is necessarily a, <laughs> Get uppity about. I uh, I am trying to think of a game. This is really hard. Yeah, it is up, really hard. I came I up can't... with the games, but not the nice things. Like Bionic Commando, I cannot think of a nice thing to say about that. Literally, they they went there and they made it. They, they didn't like... even. No, they didn't. <laughs> that takes. <laughs> <laughs> they they sort of went there and kind of made it. I um, mean, at least or... the guys who made Duke Nukem Forever made Duke Nukem Forever. Yeah, that which was something people thought was impossible. So there you go. People thought it was impossible to make yeah. that. Because I'm having a really hard time thinking of a game that I disliked enough. Yeah, you dislike a lot of stuff. Just I know. I but just in a vague sort of way, you know. Uh, um. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I can't think of anything that's not a snarky fake compliment, ironic style. <laughs> I, I almost want to dislike. I, I want to say I dislike Final Fantasy XIII because I'm sure a lot of people think I hated Final Fantasy XIII because I wrote an 18,000-word review tearing apart its mathematics. But uh, I, I don't really hate it. But if I did, I would say, man, it's got some graphics all over it. I yeah. think that topic has been hit with a shovel, though. Yeah, yeah. I just hit it again. Uh, hmm... Games, man. I, I Killzone. Just, Killzone had really. Killzone two had really cool spaceships. Like oh, I saw those spaceships. Like there's a cutscene in between the part I hated and the other part I hated more, where they show some spaceships and they were fucking cool. I, I, mean, I like the I, way the guy's suits look in Killzone. The soldiers. I like those. So the best uh, thing you could say about Killzone is that you like the cutscenes. Uh, I didn't know. I liked the, I liked, I didn't even enjoy the cutscene while it was happening because it was like, you know, that bullshit, like, British old guy talking about war, and it was, you know, badly written. But I liked the look of the spaceship. So I guess between me and Tim, art direction. Okay. Oh, um, okay, I got, I got something. It, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like Mass Effect. Okay. But, uh, I had a fantastic time in the, in the main spaceship city hub thing the, the citadel oh, the, the citadel yeah. the first place you go where all you do is Space you talk to people and you uh and you go along and uh and you scan little robots and mm. and i actually i actually made up a song when i was scanning those robots that that at like 2 a.m cracked me up for quite a while um well, that's cool the nice thing about those, you those little those little those little <laughs> robot guys i'm yeah. gonna finish this 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 uh uh, those little robot guys are always doing work, and you're supposed to scan them. Yeah. Uh, and and they don't notice because they're working. And so I I sang, uh, scanning you is easy because you're dutiful. And 
That's pretty it, good. Yeah. I kind of I had a real all time with that one. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's chalk that one yeah. up. Any any game you can make a little song out of is not all bad. Yeah. yeah when you're just sitting around, uh, what time was it? Like middle of the night. Mm-hmm. It was the two or so in the AM. Uh, that's around the right time to to get kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at Metacritic. I'm like looking at top games, and I'm just like. I really do dislike most of these. Well, Last Express is number three with a 92. I don't you, dislike that. You don't want to go to Metacritic. You want to go to VG Charts. That's where you got the sales numbers. Oh, VG Charts. Yeah. You also want to go to, uh, well, Game Rankings is actually good because you can just sort the data so you get, like, you know, recent stuff. Um, I, I can think of a couple games that I didn't really like, like the uh, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, but I can't think of much good to say about it um uh the new medal of honor i oh, oh battlefield yeah the new battlefield looked really nice uh and had pretty good uh you Graphics. know interesting physics stuff in the oh. multiplayer but the single player was terrible so no that's not good enough i'm looking at a list too this is a hard one my word yeah, it's really tough god of war like plenty i don't like about it i don't really know what to say that's cool i Produ- guess it's got good production values Oh, Trine of... 2. There we go. Trine 2. I don't like that game at all. I think it's not fun. And it has hard, it's one of those horrible physics-y games, which I really am not a big fan of physics, when it's like a replacement for... Oh, man! So we'll never close. Know what was nice so about it. I guess never our final answer is, some of the games look pretty, I guess? Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah I like graphics, man. Topic number two. This year, the Smithsonian featured an exhibit entitled The Art of Video Games. If you were oh, the curators of such an exhibit, what would you have put on display? Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or are we just going to talk about Bioshock for every question of this podcast? Yes. I would have uh, rigged a... Uh, I would have like set up some mechanical things, uh, like mechanical pneumatic pumps and fingers and stuff so that, to hold a PlayStation controller and just make uh, make Leon do thumbs-ups over and over again <laughs> on the TV on Resident Evil 6. Appreciate it. And I would, and I would just put that uh, a, a giant HD TV in the middle of a wall in like a giant white room, and I would just have that going <laughs> over and over again. And then I would have Fable 2 right next to it with the same thing set up. You're a fine one. You're a fine one. I suppose you'll be giving me a ring then. It's like... <laughs> That that's that's what I would do. I would just have video games with thumbs ups in them, and I would be spamming thumbs up with robotic uh, fingers. I'll that's tell you not- what I'd do. We yeah. we had a we had those we had an article in Game Developer Magazine last month about um, appreciating UVs and like skinned texture maps and stuff, just all spread out, and and finding the the beauty in the actual assets that are created for games, which by and large are not these 3D fantastic looking things. They're flat textures that are uh, painstakingly um, dot by dot created uh, sometimes. And they don't look like a whole lot until they're wrapped around a 3D model. But by themselves, yeah. they're actually pretty They're actually pretty interesting. And so you would have a bunch like of those? Yeah. Printed of those light maps and stuff uh, displayed. Would you have them printed on canvas? 
Why the heck not? Yeah, I, I just want to. I just want to point out when you said you said the, you used the word painstaking. I have actually always wondered: uh, is painstaking? Does that mean you are staking pain or you are taking pains? I believe the latter. Yeah, so, pain, I think it's pains taking. It must be. Yeah. Aha! Yeah. Uh-huh. So people usually just kind of pronounce it wrong. Yeah, yeah, I like, have an actual answer for this question. Let's hear it. It's not eco, by the way. But the, um, nice. I, I would uh, I would seriously make an exhibit uh, with not all of but many of the Mario games from like Super Mario Brothers through Contemporary to try to show the development of, like Nintendo's uh, play aesthetic development. I believe that with Mario they're continuously refining an aesthetic of play. Not necessarily with every installment, but I think that you know that is what they're doing. What, what do you mean by the like? What I mean is, like, actual, like, they have a goal of trying to achieve, like, a certain way of playing that is constantly being refined and moving closer to, you know, that goal. Yeah. A way of looking at what's fun and actually really trying to hone that, like, through their design and through control and all the good stuff that goes into making those games. And I would like to, you know, show, like, them... Different. I mean, I'd have to put a lot of thought into it, but like how to you know present them and how to like organize them, which games to include and exclude. But that's what I would do. It'd be this interesting is- to have just one kind of ROM that had all the Mario games in it uh, from the beginning till now, and just in the middle of playing, the game would freeze and just load up another one in medias res, and uh, you just have to keep on playing as if uh, you were just you know yeah. whatever. Mario well, through the ages. Mario. There's artists who actually hacked like the original Super Mario Brothers for different ways. I think that that's a cool, like ROM hacking as art is a cool thing, and I think that that actually paired with like you know a uh, sort of like you suggest like a sort of a point to it from a gameplay analysis perspective might be kind of neat actually if it were actually feasible. One thing I would think I think would be really cool, um, which is only it's it's I guess maybe a little bit peripheral, but. Uh, it'd be really cool to take one of those, um, like a big full texture that would wrap around a character, and <laughs> have have that character uh, character model um, be like a physical statue, and then Mannequin. yeah, and then wrap this stuff most of the way around it with some some open parts, so you can like as though it were being shotgun blasted on, and and parts of it looked really. Uh, good and realistic, and parts of it were were completely bare. That would be pretty cool. So you think the art of video games is pointing out how ridiculous video games are? No, no. I, I think really. that's 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 like it's just showing what goes into it. It's like l- kind of uh, laying it bare in a way. Um, I think it's actually kind of celebrating how much work it is. Hmm. The work, the the craft of it. Yeah, the craft. The craft of video games is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. The craft of video games might be a better exhibit than the art of video games. Well, yeah. More like, like the- I mean, th- I, I, this is actually a topic I've sort of delved into. Like, not I'm not saying I came up with it, but it's a co- it's like a conversation that I like really enjoyed at Gamescom. Sony had a panel about the art of games, and it sort of like uh, became about the craft of games. I think the guy's name is Colin Moore. He's doing that game Puppeteer, and he got very sort of irritated about the fact that people talk about the art of games when he doesn't even think it's an important question, I guess. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he wanted to talk about craftsmanship and 
you know, how the people on his team like view themselves as craftsmen and how it's a continuous process of improvement. And then I pose that question to some other people, uh, like Mark Healy from Media Molecule feels like much the same way. Yeah. I think we dealt with that pretty thoroughly. All right. Topic number three. Present company excluded, which up-and-coming rookie game developers showed the most promise in their future careers? Probably uh, not Brandon. Probably not me. Oh! <laughs> rookie game developers. Yeah. Like, like with, who? Like, only, like, one game out. You mean, like, AAA games or indie games or what? However, however, um, I don't know if he's a total, a total if he's noob enough. But I think that uh, that Ramiro Corbetta dude with his Hokra game is pretty cool. I think he's he's maybe going to do some cool stuff. Yeah, he told me he made that game in one day, so that's kind of exciting. He can yeah. really do something really cool in not one day. Yeah, like three. Yeah, give him three or four days, and he would win three or four awards, probably. Oh, and uh, the the dude that did Hidden in Plain Sight, he um, he keeps saying that he's not a game developer, but, I mean, he did make that game. Yeah, so. but he, he made that game after. That game, Hidden in Plain Sight, is real cool, right? Yeah. But it's just like, it was some guy going, well, Spy Party's not out yet, so I'm just going to make... Uh, Something kind of like it. I mean, and I'm going to make it really fast. And, uh, like, like the, the fonts in it are so bad because the guy's like, oh my god, I just, I need to choose a font now. I don't have three minutes to choose a better one. I'm just going to throw this one in here because I've got to get this game out because Spy Party could come out any day now. I don't really think that's what he was talking about, though, because I do think it is. Because Spy Party is more of a. Um, it's a similar it's a thing. It's more of a single-player experience, and this is more like a party Wait, game. Wait, what? Spy Party is a Spy Party is hundred percent multiplayer, bro. Okay, well, it's there is it? there is no single player. Yeah, okay, I don't I don't really mean single player. It's more of a uh, it's Online. more of an individual experience than it is a uh, a party uh, time fun. A party time fun. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like party time fun. That's what the original title of Spy Party was. Party time fun. Yeah, time fun. Time it was also the original title of Mario Party and Chrono Trigger. Oh man, they've well, got to really just uh, yeah, got to come up with some new uh, working titles, I guess. Yes, yes. Somebody's got to jump on that, like actually get it out there, like the Party Time Fun game. Yeah. I don't know if I I don't know what the promise of him as a developer is, but I'm really curious to see what Dean Dodrill does next. Like he like basically almost killed himself. Like, I like all these guys who have just basically this year almost killed themselves, like Brian Provinciano and Dean Dodrill, like, making their dream games and, uh, you know, Retro City Rampage and Dust, Elysian Tale. Like, those, like, what do you do after that? You know what I mean? Like, you... I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I, what interests me. Like, they both, you know, sort of were, like, these one-man machines. Uh, and not that they didn't have any help, but, you know, and they both basically, like, cr- like, ran headlong over the finish line to death and now like I, I, from there I feel like uh, Brian Provinciano uh, is probably going to make some cool games uh, I've been playing that uh, that Retro City Rampage and it sure is just big and full of stuff and it's obviously one of those games that somebody was working on for a long time and it's like where do you go from there but yeah. I mean I, I just I talked to him a couple months ago 
uh, in uh, at the uh, San Diego Comic Con, and it's like he he has a whole bunch of ideas for a whole bunch of other games that aren't as complicated, but will probably be just as good, if not better. And uh, that's Sean McGrath. That guy made Dyad, but he's not exactly like a rookie because he's been working on a whole bunch of stuff. We had well, Sean- Bryant worked at a, a developer too, as well. Yeah, right. yeah, but I mean, they, yeah, it's, I mean, he's, you're, you're basically reinventing yourself when you devote well, five years to, you're, you're re, he's, I would, I would say Retro City Rampage is him kind of resetting his uh, career, well, you know. It goes like, without do this saying now. that anyone who appears on this podcast is going to be super successful. That's just oh. the magic of this. Of course, they're all pros. Well, actually, I have a question. Now, I want to turn this around because this Let's is like. Let's do it. Uh, are are there any like major studios that have launched that we could say this about? Like, this is a serious question, you know. Robot Interactive. Robot Interactive. Um, they did. They did. Uh, Orcs must die in Hero Academy. Oh. Yeah, they, they seem all right. Yeah, I think those guys. Those guys are are smart and uh, they're good at getting to the fun real fast. And um, yeah, the old and fast fun. Both of their games surprised me. I didn't. I had no expectation of liking them. I really didn't think it. And you know, just looking at stuff about them kind of turned me off to it. But then I tried the both, and I was like, "Well, I'm having fun right away. I guess I better enjoy this." Having fun How right dirty. away. I know. It was what a concept! Don't be a yeah. jaded jerk. Enjoy the games. How dare you! That's what I did. I tried. I did my best. Just get in there and have fun, man. How about them uh, uh, Tokyo Jungle fellers? I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I think that Tokyo Jungle is kind of a mess. I mean, I'm sorry to be the guy who says that, but I think it's just kind of a dumb little thing. I haven't actually played it yet. I have yet. never heard a single negative word about Tokyo Jungle. Yeah. There's, there's like a lot of people who are, what do you call it? Uh, rubes, I think, is the word. They're just like, lol, you can be a dog. I'm going to play that. No, it's I think the best game ever. genuinely like it. I'm not, I haven't played it yet either, so I don't have a hear or their opinion about it. But I, I, I definitely see people who like it more than that. But I, I fiddled an analog stick on it for like 30 seconds, and I'm like, yeah. Maybe you should make a game where you can be a dog, Tim. No. <laughs> I will never make a game where you can be a dog. <laughs> Then you could take that to the bank. <laughs> you take it all the way to the Bank of America. With the obvious exception of Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix, Waluigi nice. has only ever been present in Mario Party and sports titles. Devise Waluigi's solo video game debut. Nice! Oh my god, so it's a game about Wario is trying to be cooler than Mario. So, like, Wario's trying to kill Mario, and Waluigi is trying to kill Wario as he tries to kill Mario. Oh, really? That's the basis of... And it's developed by Grasshopper Manufacturer. Yeah, there you go. Uh, It's it's just cutscene after cutscene, and then uh, a gameplay system that is, like, really poorly designed, and dialogue that's, like really uh, nonsensical which and it's funny for like the first 15 20 seconds and then after that it just becomes like an embarrassment to all uh, human life on earth sounds easy yeah, I, I can complicated thought I can make that right now I can make one of those <laughs> <laughs> my complicated thought is like in paper Mario for the GameCube like Every so often you go and you find Luigi standing in town and he tells you like this bizarre adventures he's been having. Yeah, I remember that. 
And it would be super yeah. cool if they had made a game about that. But what they should make is, like, the paper Waluigi that is, like, his bizarre adventures oh, that God. are, like, the warped version of what Wario would have experienced if he were here of <coughs> Wario. That, that sounds idea. pretty complicated. I like it. Who is How's that going for that? you? Just, that's that's going to be Tim. Is I was sneezing. Is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to mute my microphone, but I had, didn't. I had literally a quarter of a second before I started sneezing, okay? Make up for it by telling me something really cool about a Waluigi game. I think if you make a paper Waluigi game, it should be developed by Cave, and it should be a shooter. And it should have, it should have like, 45-minute cutscenes between levels where you walk around town. And you should you should be in a go kart in the, the shooting whole time. Game. Yeah, while Luigi no. is physically incapable of leaving his go kart or getting or losing. No, uh, no. In the in the in the shooting segments, you're in a go kart, which is driving upward on the screen, and you're just uh, throwing banana peels at enemies. So it's like a cave shooter, but it's you're driving a go kart. Does Luigi have a actually, racket fuse to his hand? Yeah, the tennis racket is in one hand, so he can reflect enemy projectiles, and he has a supply of banana peels in the other hand. So he can throw banana field, banana peels, which will uh, destroy cars if that run over them, but then he has to be careful not to run over them himself. So you're, you're creating the obstacles as you defeat the enemies. That's actually probably a really wow. good idea. A Mario Kart bullet hell? I would play the heck out of that. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Uh, Nintendo, dial the number. Yeah, I, you know the numbers still exist. I thought they were in trouble. I will. I will defeat them. Caves around. Yeah, they're sure. around, but they seem to be going through. They just lost executives and they shut down their online shop. And what's going on with them? Yeah, I don't know. I think they went all in on on the iOS, and it worked pretty well for a little while, and then not as well as they hoped. I've been playing their Nin Nin Jump. That's their platformer game that they released for Tsunami Relief. That's been pretty fun. Oh yeah, I think um, we don't even need cave. I think I'll just make it in the spirit of cave. Yeah, I think it's more of a treasure idea that I just gave. It's more of a radiant silver gun, Ikaruga. You're creating obstacles which you then have to avoid. Well, there's the name of the game, Radiant Waluigi. Radio, 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 Luigi can be called. Now you gotta have the whole Waluigi in there. Waluigi, and we can get Charles Martinet to just. Uh, uh, sit in a room full of like just I don't know just have Paint like a, I think we just get like two erasers like that have been dipped in cocaine and just clap them together really hard and then trap him in the studio and, <laughs> and uh, just record whatever he says and put it in yeah the just have him make noises for like six hours and then have the game just select random point six second segments every uh, half a minute or so. Oh, so God. it'll just be this this bizarre, psychedelic rampage of a video game. <laughs> this is a what nightmare. Do you, what do you think about that, Brandon? Um, it sounds fine. You don't what you don't really care, do you? I really have nothing I you know what? I was vaguely aware that Waluigi was a character. Have you seen what he looks like? Uh no. What, are you serious? You don't even know what Waluigi looks like? Drop a picture of Waluigi into the chat that is connected to this Skype window. I'll, I'll look him uh, up just, right now. I just look just go up. look on Google Maps, man. Or Google, Google Images. Maps. Google Maps. There's, 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 it's like Google Waluigi, Maps. It's like Waluigi's yeah. house. On Google. Yeah, he, look, he looks pretty cool. Yeah, would you hang out with him or what? I see him here with some ice skates. Yeah. He looks like he could ice skate pretty well, and he's got a, he's got an upside-down L right on his hat. He's, he's got a freaking Tetris block. He should be a... He should be... Well, there should be, Tetris? It should be a Tetris game with just uh, him 
uh, in various shapes. I think um, uh, he's definitely the Brandon Sheffield of the Mario universe. Who are you in the Mario <laughs> universe, Tim? I'm Wario, of course. Because okay. <laughs> wearing the purple and the, the yellow. Was Wario's that? a big Lakers fan, isn't he? Mm. That's a joke. Did anybody like that? I no. get it. I, I got, got it. Because of the colors. Yeah. But I didn't want it. Yeah, you got it, but you didn't want it, but you got it. Hey, Christian, which Mario character are you in the insert credit verse? Oh my gosh. Uh, Baby Luigi. I don't think so. Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> I've, I've seen you making all those eggs. Morton Koopa Jr. Morton Koopa Jr. <laughs> I like the, 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 the sound, the, the voice sample for the... Uh, for the one that looks, what is the Beethoven one called? Ludwig von Koopa. Yeah, Ludwig von Koopa. His his voice samples in New Super Mario Brothers two are very good. All right, so you're Ludwig von. You're Koopa. Ludwig von Koopa, and I would be the Lakitu. Lakitu, as I call him. Sure. Lakitu. Nice. This is number five. Oh man, I'm ready. I like number five. It's usually my favorite one. This next, this next topic comes from a good friend of mine named This Machine Kills Fascists. Okay, I know that guy. Yeah, I know that guy, too. Is that guy a guitar? Uh, yes, he sure is. My, yeah, he my sure best is. friends are all living guitars. <laughs> okay, here's the, here's the question. Design an ideal game for Brandon Sheffield. Brandon is not allowed to talk except to indicate how you're doing by saying hot or cold. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Oh. So you've got a huge head, and you're wearing a, a toga. Cold, you jerk. <laughs> and uh, when you jump, you can press the attack button repeatedly to wave your head in a manner that makes you fly. You guys are in a dang icebox. And- I think that it's probably. Uh, open world game starring a film student. <laughs> How does oh, that work? Oh man, a, uh, an open world game starring a uh, you're 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 a visual K musician who uh, hunts vampires and zombies at night. With, well, wait, uh, but there has to be. I've got the important part: bad collision detection. Yo, really? <laughs> I am interested Yo, in that. <laughs> bad collision detection. Uh, there's a. Uh, some sort of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you can go to restaurants in the game where none of the patrons make any noise while they eat. But you, you can, you can order, uh, you can order beverages, you can order tea, and, uh, that boosts your energy. I think, I think open world game about a, a, a visual K musician who you have to play shows, like, and the shows are like rhythm moments, but then after the shows, you have to kill vampires with them. I don't, I don't like rhythm though, because I can't, Brandon, I can't do Brandon, Brandon, you're breaking the rules. Oh, so I just have to say cold. Yeah. Cold, so you don't like rhythm. Um, do you I like, do you like the, the idea? music should be like a side project that was previously undiscovered by Masaya Matsura from about 1987. Hmm, warm. <laughs> Pretty good. You would like the music to be, uh, uh, sort of kind of uh, FM synth sounding, uh, noisy, trashy, electronic, psychotic, psychedelic music, like Where, Street, yeah. like Streets of Rage Three. Yes, warm. Uh, it warmer there. You would like it to be particularly violent. I, but yeah. hard to take seriously. Where? Yeah. Yes, warm, warmer there too as well. 
You would like it, what seriously? It would it would have to be serious violence. You mean no hard to take serious violence. Like it would maybe intended seriously, but totally failing. Yes, I mean warm. <laughs> <laughs> so like to, uh, what would be defined by the ESRB as comic mischief? Mm. No, I think it would be defined by the ESRB as like serious violence or whatever. But it's just going to be like you know a total mistake. Hot indeed. Like a, guy, like a guy just, like, uh, with a shotgun, and you can, like, hit people with your shotgun and, like, knock their heads off. Like that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's Deadly Premonition Bujin Guy Illbleed. Yeah? Hot. Bujin, Bujin Gilbleed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're halfway, we're halfway through now, so we're flipping the script. Now we're doing it for Tim. Tim, you can only indicate whether we're hot or cold. Oh, man, this is great. Do it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, it would be a uh, a minimalist esport. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where uh, where <laughs> where there the uh, let's see. Uh, I would there say have it, to be a corgi in it somewhere. Yes, I would say that a like very top rated guy who used to work at Goldman Sachs doing financial analysis who got laid off when the company plunged spent a year developing spreadsheets to mathematically model every reward structure in the gameplay. No, that's pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'd say that the. Um, the ball should be very the the ball in this esport should be very uh kinetic and very physics y, maybe feel like a like the ball but but actually hand rendered so it's kind of like the the ball from ballistics or something like that so it's it's like a um it's it's it feels uh very kinetic and powerful but is predictable as well yeah okay that's good i like that um, I think that the the music should be uh, kind of you know not have actual uh, Super Nintendo orchestra hits in it, but but that same kind of idea, that same kind of aesthetic, where uh, it's it's not actually from a Super Nintendo game, but it's what a Super Nintendo game would would try to sound like. So maybe have actual hits from actual orchestras in it constantly. That's pretty good. Um. Uh. Let's see. Okay. What about matches? Match length. How long should they be? Match length. I would say, um, thirty thirty to ninety seconds. Nice. That maybe a little short. A little short. Okay. Uh, Two minutes. So let's 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 go. Uh, let's yeah. Let's. So let's you don't say have this left. You have one minute left. Let's say. 60 to 120 minutes. Seconds. That's too long. <laughs> seconds? 60 to 120 seconds? Uh, the question yeah. in my mind is, is it so? Is it just entirely skill-based? Like, the more you play, the better you get. The more you understand it, the better you get. Yes. Yeah, but but not not complicated. Not, uh, not a complicated rule set. It's just you get better at playing based on a, a, a simple, easy-to-grasp rule set, but which has a lot of um, variance to it and a lot of things that can be uh, changed based on the human that's playing it. Nice. Um, I think that's things, probably the game. Those are <laughs> things that I like. Okay. If only I'd made, like, four games like that. <laughs> if, if only every game coming out of Action Button Entertainment weren't exactly that game.
Uh, we'll be right back. Except, we have the, except the corgi part, because why would I make a game about dogs? No. Yeah, never. You're listening to the Insert Credit Podcast. We'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back to the Insert Credit Podcast. I'm your Hi. host, Alex Jaffe. Joining me is Christian Nutt. Oh, yeah. Hi there. Tim Rogers. I didn't think I was supposed to say something. Yeah, what's up, guys? And Brandon Sheffield. I'm saying stuff, too. You're saying words. Hmm? Cliffy B has left Epic Games. What's he yeah. going to do next? Oh, he's uh, actually taking a job as level designer at Action Button Entertainment. Really? For, for a video game that we're making about... Uh, uh, well, it's about dudes, like really big dudes in football gear, and it's like you have like rocket launchers that fire footballs at people. Please, and all help that, and he's just look like sacks of oatmeal. <laughs> their their faces look like if, if somebody uh, who was made out of compressed dried kiln baked oatmeal were to shave with a really rusty razor. It, is what the, the the players' faces look like. So, yeah, you, yeah, that's what you know. He he liked the project right away, and uh, he's actually sitting downstairs on my sofa, on the laptop, uh, wow. designing some levels. Why isn't he on the podcast this week? Because uh, he's uh, no, he's nobody now. He's nobody. Right. He's not, he's <laughs> he's, not famous anymore. He's not famous anymore. If it ain't Gears of War, I mean, what you know. He needs to work his way back up to the top, so I'm giving him the opportunity. Right. I think he's going to spend a lot of time on the beach. Yeah, I, I, I'm with that one. I think that's the answer. I'd hang out on the beach with Cliffy he, B. He just got married. Uh, this generation's over. Probably the beach. And, yeah. and also, he did. Is it the Cliffy Beach? Oh, yeah. Ooh. So, I, I would say that if this generation is over, he won the generation because Gears of War is pretty sweet. So, Chris, yeah. you don't see him getting involved in video games until whatever the next generation is starts? Well, I mean, the next generation has already started from the perspective of developers, so it's not as though, you know, it hasn't started from the perspective of particularly, I would be really shocked if Epic weren't developing some sort of next generation type game. I but. think I think uh, Cliffy B is the Riker of the next generation, and I am the Picard. <laughs> oh wow, that's a bold statement. Well, what? <laughs> Heck yeah, he's, he can be my number one. Does that mean that uh, when you <laughs> get Picard impression? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Picard impression? No, no, I, I, I didn't want to give my actual one because I was afraid it wouldn't sound good enough, so I, I erred on the side of cartoonishly bad. Okay. <laughs> Always a safe choice. It is a safe choice when you're broadcasting, yes. Um, I, I think that uh, Clifford Blazinski is going to start his own video game studio developing games using uh, Unreal 4. So if you turn that's, into some horrific guess. robot monster, you would trust Cliffy B to fire the missiles at you? Yeah. Here's my question, actually, which is, do you think that he'll do the thing that everybody's doing and then just, like, make, like, even if they're not uh, casual, but, like, tablet games or something? I don't think so. I feel like he likes the big, the big stuff, and he might, you know, he might just talk at universities for a while and do stuff like that. He might not actually even make another big thing. But I sort of feel like 
he's been wanting to do he's he's had a lot of ideas that he's wanted to do for for some time and most of them are either kind of interesting indie projects or um or like a big survival horror game and so i feel like he's gonna keep in the large space like if if he were to go um do a start a new studio and make something it would probably be for steam more than for for smartphones i don't think he cares as much about making millions of dollars what if, um, per day on what if they made what if they made cliffy b into some kind of uh mascot or a uh you know pitchman yeah like uh the microsoft answer to kevin butler now that he's in a lot of trouble I would hang out with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he would want to. I think but he's maybe. been getting away from that. Actually, yeah. I think that's kind of where he was headed, and he decided that that was probably not the best plan for him. I think he has a heck of an idea uh, about what makes a game good and fun, and uh, knows how to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. would. Uh, I would count on him to get involved in the uh, getting stuff done capacity. In something, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes his own studio, right? That's what we're saying. Is that what we? Yeah. yeah. He's going to make a studio. He's probably going to be using Unreal Engine four mm-hmm. uh, because that looks good on his. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's already signed a deal with Epic. They're like, you can use this for free, guy. And he's like, okay. Well, he what's he going to do? It well, he's leaving Epic. So, what's going to be his new studio name? What's better than Epic? Dude, huge games. I guess so. Seriously Studios? Nice. Regular Studio? (laughs) Regular Studio. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) SRS Studio. Average Games. How about Kype? What's that? It's Epic Backroom. (laughs) Oh, hey. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you did it. You did it. Yeah. I think it's just going to be called Mega Games is going to be the name of his studio. Since Epic dropped the Mega from their games, he's Mm going to bring it back. Right. Mega games, mega games. Maybe he'll team up with Dean Dodrell and they'll make a Jazz Jackrabbit three together. I, yeah, I can only hope. I, I, I'm uh, actually already ready for that. I'm hoping they are. launch Jazz Jackrabbit at some kind of Kickstarter. Oh man, I would kickstart that with a yeah. dollar. I would too. Maybe, I'd put maybe three or four. I'd put five dollars, Tim. I would put five dollars. I kid you not. On Jazz Jackrabbit. Yeah, I would. The next generation. Yeah. I think the next Jazz ja- Jackrabbit should be called Jazz Jackrabbit Fusion, and it should all be Fusion Jazz in the... Uh... Yeah, Fusion okay. Jazz Jackrabbit. That Rabbit. makes me think of uh, Voodoo Vince. Anyone ever played that game? Nope. I never played oh, it. Gosh. I'd, no play, I'd play the heck out of that. I'd play the heck out of a game called... Fusion Voodoo. Jazz Jackrabbit. <laughs> Fusion Jazz Jackrabbit. Number seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which video we got? would be best adapted into an HBO miniseries? Which video game would be best adapted into an HBO miniseries? A uh, Batman Arkham City. That's, sure. that's cheating. cheating. Okay, I guess it's cheating. <laughs> uh, probably Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Um, what? What? That's that's uh, okay. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go on. That's okay. Keep going. What? What? Why? Uh, because it takes place in New York City, it's got a uh, well. Sometimes it's got a variety of uh, of different characters and things that happen, and you could kind of make whatever you want uh, out of that property. Well, I mean, how would you how would it. you differentiate Grand Theft Auto from, say, a The Wire knockoff? 
Um, yeah, they've already got The Wire and the, the Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire on that HBO. Yeah, and they don't seem in to intend to stop doing that, so it seems like a likely. Yeah, but is it the best because it's just flexible and and malleable? I, mean, I didn't say it's not like an interesting. Yeah, I guess I didn't say kind of easiest, the most easiest adaptable. I said uh, the one you would like to see the most. Sure, as in yeah, you know, say that. So, like, I, I would I would adaptable. actually argue that uh, what's it called? Rockstar is basically the HBO of video games because they're trying to cover all of the... Uh, I mean, HBO's got a show about ancient Rome. They've got Game of Thrones. They've got The Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, The Wire, uh, Deadwood. they got all that crap, right? they got a cowboy thing. As If Rockstar makes a medieval fantasy thing, then they've got their Game of Thrones, but they've got a cowboy thing and a gangster thing. You guys know Rockstar did make a movie, right? They sure did. Yeah, it was called The Football Factory, and it was kind of bad. Yeah, so they're not going to try that again anytime soon. Yeah. Or are they? I hope not. I'd watch an HBO miniseries about, uh... No. Sorry, that's wrong. Bonk? No. They don't I, have th- I mean, Half-Life 2 would actually be very adaptable. I'm not sure it's the best idea, but if you think about it, like, serious sci-fi yeah. setting, you know what I mean? Like, I think that would actually work very well. Yeah, well it, we're on the t- it doesn't have a serious sci-fi right. series. Yeah, I guess that would work. Uh, while we're on oh, the topic man. of Rockstar, I would watch an HBO miniseries of Rockstar's adaptation of The Warriors. Oh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That uh, th- that game had a whole lot of uh, good atmosphere to it. That uh, was, I mean, it was a really good adaptation of a movie. It was curious to uh, have a what do you call it, a game about that movie of all movies. But they they really pulled it off. Did you guys play that? I played it. It was super fun. Bully, nah, I didn't play it. Bully was really good too. They could make an HBO series about. Oh, Bully. they could, yeah. Uh, you know, not to make this the biocast, but I would watch a Bioshack. Bioshock. Bioshack. Bioshack. Bioshock. Is that like a cross between Bioshock and Caddyshack? Heck I yeah. Thought, I thought it was Bioshock and Love Shack. I think it's all of those things. Right. So and what more. would the Bioshock miniseries be about? The history of Rapture and how it fell because they started it would putting be, super No, not the history of machines? it. It would be the, uh, it would be the fall of Rapture and, uh, in... Well, probably the first season would be about Rapture um, from an optimistic standpoint. Then second season is the fall. So and then walk Empire, third is people underwater. trying to survive. And fourth would be uh, the kind of aftermath and what happens when people are all splicers and whatever. This is no longer a miniseries. No, it's a TV show. It's it, a, what? That's I don't know. It's mini. Well, I don't know. Your miniseries can be just like... Do you consider Rome a miniseries, or is that a series, because it's two whole seasons? Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a miniseries, isn't it? I think two whole... What, just was it intended to be two seasons, or was it... It just was not, actually. Anyway, I'm going to say Half-Life. Halo, man. What about Halo? Oh, yeah. No. Nah. Why not? Why not? Because the story is kind of boring. Oh, have you read... Have you... Dipped your toe into the extended universe. Have branded. you read Eric Nyland's <laughs> Halo: The Flood, the adaptation of Halo: Combat Evolved? I would totally watch a Halo TV show. Okay, maybe I wouldn't, but Half Life, I totally would. If there were a TV show about the world, oh, I yeah, mean, Half Life Two is. I, I'm happy with that. I might stick with that and not try again. A hard, a hard, not a hard, but like a 
a, a serious sci-fi HBO show, I'd be up for that. I'd and watch ha- it. And Half-Life is as good a place to start as any. All right, we'll agree on Half-Life 2 then. The right. end. The end. Moving on to our next topic... You can send one message back in time to each of the Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony offices in 2006. That's true. What does it say? 2006. Yes. <clears throat> I would say to Nintendo, the Wii is going to crash and burn. You're going to have no money at all. So <laughs> just make Mario games for the Xbox is what I would say. Just start doing it right now. I would lie to them is what I would do. <laughs> If I were to go back in time and I were going to tell myself something, I would lie to myself. What you would know? you say to yourself, Tim? I would tell myself, you are going to die at age 18 if you don't stop eating those goddamn Cheetos. If you don't stop eating bad foods, you're going to die. You need to start working but out. But that would now. be the worst lie ever because you're clearly 33. Yeah, I know, but I mean, come on! I'm like a 15 year old kid. How would I? I wouldn't know the math. Well, he said 2006. So. I wouldn't yeah. know the, the math <laughs> to work out. Okay, if I could go back to myself in 2006, I'd tell myself, "Look, I'm going. I, I'm I'm almost dead. I would like put on some makeup and I would make myself look like I'm dying, and I would be like, I will die next year if you don't start next year this is this is stretching the belief if if you don't start doing push-ups right now i do the same thing to nintendo because i just would rather (laughs) you would tell nintendo to start doing push-ups right now i I would tell them to start funneling all resources into making mario games for uh uh the xbox yeah but why because i want to play mario games in 720p with an xbox controller and i also want to tell them that their their attempts to dumb their games down and make them accessible to all uh fail horrendously yeah and, uh, i think that and that they should just make hardcore old school so your plan is stuff. just so your plan is just sabotage nintendo yeah well i i just so i can play mario sure on, on the playstation what are you telling microsoft and sony I think it, it well it depends on how much do I like them. Like Microsoft, I would say you better sort out that fucking GPU overheating problem like real fast if I were in a good mood about them that week. Yeah, because they I think they, t- they took a little while on that one. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, tell tell them how to tell them how to fix their dashboard. And oh god. Maybe, well, back then that was like three dashboards ago. So tell, yeah, I know, but uh, it's, and they still haven't fixed it. So tell them to fix it then. I don't think they're trying to fix it. They are. They're trying to break it. They have another update still. Um, and I would tell Sony that, hey, guess what? In fact, I would also tell Sony this. I mean, Nintendo this. Uh, did you know the Internet's going to be real important? Maybe you should look at it. Look into that. Yeah. See, see about downloading pretty, some games. Sony's pretty good. Right now, Sony's got probably a better download game program than, than Microsoft. I'd yes, probably do but, Sony a favor and say, you're about to waste a huge amount of time and resources on PlayStation Home. As Microsoft did, and that's why Microsoft has all those people paying for for uh, Xbox Live Gold memberships, which they don't get anything from. <laughs> yeah, so. but I mean, are they, are they doing that because of the content, or just because of the, like, because you don't need that to get games. Are they doing it because, like, they want to play Halo or whatever? Well, I think they're doing it because they want to play Halo, and that was a soft to make that happen. Like they were like, okay, let's let's bring out games that people are going to want to pay to get online for. And uh, Sony was like, well, uh, you guys can do online stuff if you want. 
we're not really necessarily going to mandate it or support it or put that into our plan, but it's something that could definitely happen. Like, they didn't even get trophies for a long time. Well, you know, trophies, like, I mean, I, I think your narrative is a little bit, like, pro. Like I think you're a little bit easy on Microsoft and hard on Sony. Like, they had popular online games on the PS2. I mean, I think, you know, like, they went strong with SOCOM and MAG and stuff. They didn't make good decisions about their online games, but I don't think they necessarily didn't try. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so maybe maybe it's that they need to make better decisions about them. I, get, I they tried a bit, but they didn't they didn't put put the huge push behind it that Microsoft did. I mean, it's similar to looking at the the Move versus the Connect, where mm-hmm. you know the Move Sony was like, "Here you go, you can make something with it," and Microsoft is like, "Here's millions of dollars of advertising so that you know this exists." Yeah, though um, I, the, the thing I like to know about the Connect is is uh, does anyone still buy Connect games? Anyone? Because you sure haven't seen one on the MPDs since. I'm pretty sure if you were to go to the whoa, oh yeah, I guess you're right. If you're talking about the charts, but I'm sure there's some homes in like Tennessee or whatever that have a whole stack of them. I got a Connect know, game I'm, recently, and I don't even own a Connect. What game did oh, you get? I got Michael Phelps Push the Limit. Oh, that game looks hilarious. Can I'm you say "got"? Define "got." Um, found it. Yeah, I found, found it. it on the, found it on the road. What I would do, I would go. I would send uh, Sony a picture of the PSP Go, and I would say, "Yeah, really, guys. Here's here's what you're gonna settle on. Cut it out. Something else. Yeah, there you go. Cut it out. Oh yeah, my God. The, I don't know what to sell them, but like the Vita, try like please something. Don't yeah, do more stuff with it. Somehow, yeah. I, get, get I just think that, yeah. I would say, uh, don't that, spread yourself so fucking thin all the time, Sony, because that's that's their problem. To go back to what you were saying, Brandon, sort of like unifies yeah. the problems is they spread themselves way too thin, and then everything feels sort of half-assed. I would give the, maybe PlayStation three first parties. I there would tell them to not uh, to not make the Vita require little stupid memory cards and to not sell games in physical boxes. I would tell them that. The uh, the app store is really cool, and that they well, should I, I, have an I, app store. The problem with that, that they do have an app store. The thing is yeah, that well, every single game is downloadable. I think the problem there, I mean, the memory card thing is obviously because of piracy on the PSP, and uh, like they thought that being super proprietary was going to, and probably also to boost margin. Okay. Hold yeah. on. I, I just pasted a link in the chat to the PSP Go Wikipedia page. Notice the first line, the PSP Go is a version of the PlayStation Portable Handheld Game Console manufactured by Sony. And there are four, no, there are five footnotes uh, at the end of that sentence. It's like, why do they need five footnotes to say that it's manufactured by Sony? Because That's no one weird. would believe them. One of them is Kotaku. It's Gizmodo. I think Kota- because it's such a ridiculous thing that they need that much documentation to prove that this actually I happened. I think the PSP Go is a really nice little system, actually. Yeah. The, the problem is that they had no strategy for it. What's we kind of... Yeah, topic number nine doing- is a really important one, so I think we should address it. Okay, let's hear it, man. When is it okay, and when is it not okay, to wear a video game t-shirt? Oh. oh. It's just... I don't know if the shirt's cool, man. Where? Yeah, that's that's it. It's like if yeah. if it looks cool, then put it put it on your body. If it doesn't look cool, don't wear it. I would it. even go so far as to say, I mean, as long as you this is if you fully understand the consequences of your decision, if you like it, it doesn't have to look cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. Like like if if it's got like a little tiny logo on the left side of the chest, and then the same logo really big on the back, 
don't wear it because that's kind of dumb. Yeah. But you I, know, I've I've got one that that normally I wouldn't think is very cool, but I actually enjoy it. It's a it's a a shirt from the Halo Three multiplayer beta uh, that's got that's a um, shirt. Master Chief uh, kind of like shooting out of a cannon with some stars next to him. It's this weird kind of cartoony looking thing. And I actually got um, punched by a large man in a GameStop so that he could inquire where I got it. Like, hey, uh, bro, where'd you get that? Yeah, pretty much. I had one of those uh, uh, around Halo 2, like when Halo 2 was announced and they had a Tokyo game show. They were handing out these little Master Chief Kubrick brick figures like oh, yeah, Lego figures that. and then they made a t-shirt that had the Master Chief Kubrick on it and the Halo 2 logo that was sort of cool that's actually surprising now that you mention it I think that that series is, is oddly congruent with cool t-shirts or rather it's incongruous with the concept of cool t-shirts but the execution has been pretty high on the t-shirt. I am not going to lie yeah. I, I have a Halo 4 t-shirt hanging uh, right here by my bed which I've never worn it, but... Yeah, how actually, could you wear that t-shirt if you don't even know if you're going to like the game? It is an American Apparel 50-50 t-shirt, and it's got this just really subtle 4 design on the front, and then Halo 4 written down on the lower left. It's a pretty nice shirt. I got it at the Halo 4 party at uh, E3. Speaking of which, guys, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but uh, the Halo 4 is coming out in less than a month. What? Are you guys ready? But I, I thought Bungie stopped making Halo games. Yeah, well, there's these people in town. There's uh, there's other people are allowed to do that. Other well. people. There's a new. There's new guys in town called 343 Studios. They have. That's like literally what, like like 305 more studios than 38 studios. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They've got actually like, that's 343 more studios than 38 studios. Oh lol! Indeed. I think we just lolled it hard right there. Yeah. So I guess that's the answer, though. If you like it, wear it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a simple question. Uh, that's it. If it makes you look like a Dumbo, you know, and if you are a Dumbo, go ahead and wear it. The other yeah. day, I w- the other day I was in a GameStop. And there's this TV that they have at certain GameStops that just advertises stuff. And one of the thing they one of the things they were advertising was this Assassin's Creed T-shirt, which the presenters were quick to point out did not have any text on it, so that people who didn't know video games could still think it was a cool shirt. So you could be like a secret nerd. That is some self-loathing uh, stuff. Yeah, if everything about that, if yeah, you like video funny. games, man, it doesn't matter. Just like them, you know. Yeah, just go for it. Uh, by and large, it seems like the uh, the T-shirts of the pre-order bonus variety are uh, just they're they're starting to look better. You know, yeah, I guess they're improving a little bit. It doesn't seem like they're as bad as they were before. I mean, again, I'm remembering the Final Fantasy VII T-shirt with the little tiny SquareSoft logo on the upper left of the, of the, the front. The cloud on a motorcycle on the back. Or no, it, it, it was it was just the oh, at. at the original Tetsuya oh, Nobra illustration. Yeah. I had that shirt. I wore that shirt until it wore out. I wore that shirt to bed. So I guess the other answer is if you want to look like me when I'm 20. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I've got this uh, video game shirt with all the original Pokemon on it, just all bunched together. I wear that Yeah, a I lot. want that. I want that. I would wear that. Yeah. I have a very cool Katamari t-shirt. Katamari t-shirts are mostly cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can just you can wear whatever the heck you want as long as you do it with confidence. That's pretty much where that's how yeah. it goes. Yeah, it's all it's all about looking tough and real. I don't know if this podcast attracts the kind of people who are like really feeling down on themselves, but like yeah, that's kind of it. It's really not about the shirt you're wearing, but more about your feelings about yourself. I feel pretty down yep. on myself all the time, so I figured Correct. somebody in the audience must. Okay. Put on the Halo 4 t-shirt and feel, yeah. feel good about yourself. Yeah, I think I'll do that later on tonight, if you guys know what I mean. Yeah, our core demographic is sad people who like video games. Nice. Hey, guys, listen, if you're listening... Cheer up. It's, yeah, it's cool. You know, just be cool. The end. The end. Let's move on to our game show round. Oh, I'm yeah. ready for that. Yeah. Here's something I'm going to actually score, so we're going to determine who at the end wins the podcast and will be the king of insert credit for the next week. Uh, if, if, it's not, if it's not me, then I'm never going to be on this podcast ever. Well, time. that's a risk we're going to have to take. Okay. This week, the game is Name the Review. Okay. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to recite or paraphrase the most negative poll quote from Metacritic about a best-selling game, and you need to tell me which one it... Uh, and you need to tell me... Which game it's describing? All right, and we can't look it up, of course. No, the um, you. In I fact, just think that means stating. Right. Don't look it up, guys. In fact, you've got to buzz in in order to answer. Whoever buzzes in, I'm going to just say the word "buzz" and I'll buzz. Yes, and I'll be able to tell who said it, and you'll give your answer. I'll give you one point if it's a particularly clever answer, and two points if it's the actual answer. All right, let's do it. Okay, this first. I'm quote, ready. This first quote is from Digital Entertainment News. Yes, it can be fun, but it should have been a lot better. Wow! That's fantastic! Uh, uh, Buzz? (laughs) Brandon? Uh, Final Fantasy XIII? Incorrect. Wii Sports, no points. Oh man, Wii Sports? Yes. Wait, the only one person gets to answer? Apparently. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Do this fast. Too bad. It would feel truer to the game's open environmental design if you could have more general goals. Kill an enemy when and how you like. Raise money for an objective through any method available. Challenge random people to races. Oh, man. Borderlands 2? You gotta buzz in, Tim. You have to buzz. Uh, Consider me having buzzed in. Well, you are incorrect. The answer was Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh, man. Wow. New York Times, huh? Yeah. Good job. Good job, guys. Yeah, that, that was... Keep going. Keep going. Eurogamer Spain. Dull, boring, and gives a very wrong impression about the hardware. Uh, Buzz. Tim. Wii Sports. Connect Adventures. Oh, man. Yeah. That was basically the same thing. I'm going to give you one point for that. All right. Okay. We should... Okay, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Game Style. By far the most crafted and exceptional driving game around, but something or even anything new wouldn't go amiss. Buzz. Yes, Brandon. Uh, Forza 4. Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. No points. Hit balls. Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. Come on, get, I, get, I, I that one. get your head in the game, Christian. I'm, I, I, yeah, okay. This next <laughs> one's from me. <laughs> this next one's from Gamer.no. Doesn't reinvent gunpowder, but sticks to the recipe of previous games in the series. With a decent story and good multiplayer, it's a game worth playing, but the lack of willingness to add improvements in gameplay show a laziness often found in the complacent game series. Buzz. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, sorry I didn't wait for you. Uh, three. Exactly! 
Oh man, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Well, I'm sorry. That was easy. Gets two points. We buzzed at the same time though, so I'm, I'm gonna give that to Christian. Well, whatever. <laughs> he has guess advantage. Good job. This next one's from <laughs> Yahoo Games. It does become kind of mesmerizing, but like watching waves on a beach, chances are that pretty soon you'll tire of the lack of variety on offer. Buzz. 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 Journey. Uh, The Sims. Dang. The Sims. From the I guess it's electroplank. Okay. Oh man, I was gonna say Journey as well. No, I wasn't. I was gonna say something else. Nintendo. Nintendo Gamer. The track list is weaker too. That's the full quote. Oh man, go for it, Brandon. Uh, Elite Beat Agents. Just Dance Three. Dang it. JD Three is as we call it, where I'm from. Yeah, uh, in Timland. Yeah, that's what we call it there. Netjack. This next quote is from Netjack. They say. That's a bad, ugly sounding yeah. name for anything. They say a travesty, a mockery of the good name of the series. Whoa. Uh, Buzz. Tim. Prince of Persia 2, The Warrior Within. <laughs> no, it was Final Fantasy 8. Wow. Yeah. Man. Netjack is really mad about 8. Netjack. Good old Netjack. Where's Netjack today? Are they still around? I don't even know. Let me check. Didn't like Final Fantasy VIII. They probably got burned. They probably got burned to the ground. Now Netjack is spelled J A K. It's not J A C K. Did they like Jack and Dexter? And should we maybe keep going? Yeah, maybe we should keep keep going. going. Let's keep going. Do it. Game tap. I could go on on how it misses the point in nearly every respect, but there's really no point. (laughs) There's no point in talking about how it misses the point. Yes. Um, Buzz. Uh, Christian. Game tap. <laughs> Bam! Heck yeah! I'm going to give you one point for that, Christian. The answer was Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Oh, that does miss the point, and it is pointless to talk about how it misses the point. Right. Game critics. By far, the worst thing is its inability to really draw me into its universe. Wow. Buzz. Brandon. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> the end of not was a driver. Driver? <laughs> well, sorry, it driver. It doesn't draw you in, it drives you away. Mm-hmm. This is the Heck last yeah. one, so it's for all the points. All points. Let's hear it. All now, Brandon, you are, you are out of the running no matter what, because you are... Yeah, I know, but I'm still going to buzz if I feel like it. Don't let him buzz! I'm still buzzing. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so here we go. Take your time on this. Don't buzz. But it's good, but it's a flawed good. It's a different experience in many ways to previous games, but at the same time, it's still the familiar world fans know and love. It has the usual kick-ass story, but the difficulty curve is a bit wobbly, to say the least, and in general, it's a story of give and take. That was from The Game Boys, with a Z. (laughs) (laughs) The story of give and take, huh? Yep. Oh my I'm not, god! I'm not gonna buzz just for you guys. This is for oh my. This is for all the. This is for the whole kitten kaboom. So wait, wait, we, we got it. I, I want to hear this again. The difficulty curve is wobbly, to say the least. Good, but it's a flawed good. It's a different a experience good. in many ways to previous games, but at the same time, it's still the familiar world fans know and love. It has the usual kick-ass story, but the difficulty curve is a bit wobbly, to say the least. And wow. in general, it's a story of give and take. 
I can't even. The, the, wait, the, I, I got an idea. I don't know if I should buzz do it. The story. The story of buzz. He just buzzed. What the heck? I'm gonna buzz. Do it. Halo ODST. You are completely wrong. It is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. That's exactly what I was gonna say. God darn it. <laughs> I was gonna say it because uh, only some website called The Game Boys would. Uh, yeah, that was the biggest Would think that Skyrim or Elder Scrolls has a story. A kick-ass story. The huge. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You've got a. You, you, it's a game show. You got a butt. You got a yeah, buzz. Yeah, you got a buzz. Now, so, uh, Christian won. Congratulations, Christian. You have all the points, which means here is your reward. You get to pick homework for us to do for next week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um. Well, I just thought of one that'll be really... I don't know if you know. I can't make you buy games. That would be hard. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't have any money because I spend it all on... Staying alive. Paying my rent. I was going to suggest a game to play, but that's just not fair. Wait, which game... Um, Oh, I was going to say Pokemon Black and White 2, because I know y'all hate it. I, I like Pokemon. I would actually really enjoy that, so that would not be a punishment for me. Oh, I for Brandon, anyway. I don't hate it, it's just it's a little OCD for me. All right. Pokemons. How about and this? Brandon, for... You don't say it's a little OCD, you say it's a little OC, because we're not talking about Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's not, it's not a disorder itself. Oh. I know. I'm just using it colloquially. Wow. Speaking, like of, speaking of OCD... Do you like how I got OC about speaking you Speaking of OCD, yeah. yes, king of insert credit. Yeah. What? what uh, no, I just... Well, um... Gosh, darn it. <laughs> are, are you abdicating in your responsibility to give no, us No, no, I gotta... I think the Christian wasn't prepared for this. Like he didn't. Yeah, I know. It's a big responsibility. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't ready to govern. I was you not on the road. You don't have to do it on the spot. You can. You can tweet it at us. Yeah. Tomorrow if, or if you come up today. With something else. We'll talk about it the next time we have the show, and we'll tell Frank to do it too. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that's great. I'll, I'll definitely come up with something. Well, thank you very much for being on the show, Christian. It was delight having yeah. you. Uh, if there's anything you want to plug, now's the time to do it. Uh, everyone knows where they can find me. I don't think I have anything else going on. Okay. Follow us all on Twitter, please. Yes, follow yes, each and every that. one of us on Twitter, including me. I'm using my Twitter now, and I'm making hilarious jokes. And Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, I may or may not write another article about Japanese games being cool. Uh, that's my really current forte. <laughs> oh, I saw that article. I read that one. What about the one about Knights as well? So read all about those, and you'll like Japanese games, kids. You could look yeah, up Instant Credit on iTunes, and you could leave us a five-star review. Tell us all about how much you love the show. We love Don't leave those. a four-star review. No, that would be the death of us. We would Don't y'all dare leave any reviews. If you leave a four-star review, we will literally be canceled. We, yeah, we will find you, too. Right. Uh, you can send in your questions to podcast.insertcredit.com. And you could send in your audio answers to any of the questions posed on this show in 60 seconds or less in an MP3 to that very same address. This has been Alex Jaffe. I'm Tim Rogers, yeah. Uh, Brandon Sheffield, that's me. Oh, and then, yeah, sorry. (laughs) We can have an order worked out. Heck yeah. (laughs) Let's start again. This is Alex Jaffe. Tim Rogers. Brandon Sheffield. Yeah. Christian Nutt, in fact. And this is podcasting. Podcast over, yeah!